If you have a Bible today, I want to go to the Word of the Lord, and I want to draw your attention to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter number 26. And I'll give you a second to find that because that's not Matthew. I get it, right? It's not an easy one to find. While you're finding that, I, I want to say, I want to give honor to our pastor who is uh, ministering out today, and our thoughts and prayers are certainly with him. We love brother and sister Urshan, and uh, we appreciate them, and uh, you don't even have to clap for that. I know how you feel, all right? I know how you feel. Amen. We love them dearly and indeed. I, I want to I, I do something a little practical today, if that's all right. Um, we, we've been in a spirit of worship. And, uh, and I'm all for that. And I want you to get behind the preacher today, but I also want you to hear what the word of the Lord has to say, because I believe that the word of the Lord has something very practical to say to his people today. Are you okay with that? All right. You all right with that? Second Chronicles 26 and verse number three, the Bible says this, Uzziah was 16 years old when he became the king. Well, they barely let me have a driver's license when I was 16. He was 16 years old when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem for 52 years. Verse number four says, he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. He sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, listen to this, as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Oh, some of y'all ought to underline that. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Look at verse number nine, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He also built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns or wells because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile lands for he loved the soil. Mm. There, there's so much here today that I could draw from in these five verses. I don't have the time or probably don't have the ability to communicate all of it to you. but. If I could today, I want to talk to you for a few moments about building towers. Building some towers. Can you say amen? Heavenly Father, we love you today and we thank you for what we feel in this place already this morning. God, you are such a good God. You, you got us out of bed today. You helped us to be able to navigate our way to your house. We're here, God. We've worshipped you. We've opened our hearts. We've opened our minds. And now I'm asking you, God, through your word and through your spirit to speak to us. God, minister to us something that's going to make us better tomorrow than we are today. God, do a holy work in this place and we won't fail to give you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody said amen today. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. Pastor who taught a small weekly adult Bible class and one week while teaching that class, he asked those that were in attendance that day a question. He was trying to challenge them. And he asked this question, he said, if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only bring one book with you on that island to read, what book 
would you bring? What book would you bring? He began to go around the, the, the horn there, and, and of course he had the, the, the small group kind of answer this question, what, what book would they bring? And there was a few folks that, you know, when they went around, they raised their hands and, you know, they were just trying to get, be the, the teacher's pet, you know, and they said, well, of course, pastor, we'd bring the Bible, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd bring the good book to do that. And then there were a few others in the group there who, who weren't trying to brown nose the pastor and said, well, you know, we, 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 that's a good thing, but we might also bring, um, I don't know, we, we might bring, um, you know, C.S. Lewis, or we might bring a, uh, maybe a J.R.R. Tolkien book, or maybe maybe one of the classics like Homer's Odyssey, or maybe maybe Moby Dick, or or maybe a Mark Twain novel. We we something like that. We'd probably bring. And finally, when they got all the way around the room, they came around to an old man or an old an old guest who was there. He was a guest in the class. It was his first time there. The group only knew him as Red. Old Red was in the class that day, and they said, Red, what, what book would you want to have with you if you were stranded on a desert island? Red, he, 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 was, uh, he, had, a, he had what was left of some long gray hair. He had an old beard that, that hung down. He was a, kind of a groovy-looking dude. He was, a, he was a, a product of the 60s. He was an old hippie, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so Red thought about it for a minute and finally came out and said, you know, if I was stranded on a desert island and I could only bring one book with me to read, I guess I'd want to have the time life, do it yourself, how to build a boat. <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you're trying to get off a desert island and you can only have one book, why not have the one book that can actually tell you how to survive that, right? That makes a lot of sense. And that's really what we're trying to do here today. We're trying to get out of this life and get off of this life and get on to a better place that Christ has prepared for all of us. And we have been given a book, as you know, to help us do that. We've been given the instruction manual on how to make it to heaven. We, we've been given that book, the Bible, and it contains all the answers to life, life's most pressing questions. The Bible will grow you, it will mature you, it will make you better than you were before, and it'll make you better today than you were yesterday and better tomorrow than you are today. The Bible will do that if you will add its principles to your faith. It was Peter who said, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Add to your faith knowledge and add to your faith virtue and add all of these wonderful things that he lined out because he knew that the word of God when added to the faith that you already have, it will do some things for you in your life that will cause you to be better. Uzziah was a, a Jewish boy who grew up in Jerusalem and the reason that that's important is because every day Uzziah had the word of the Lord instilled in him. He read Torah. He knew the scripture, he recited scripture, he was a student of the word of God, and every day he was adding something to his life. He was growing and maturing in the things of God, and he grew up to the point to where when he was 16 years old, he became the king of Judea. When Uzziah was a young man, he was awesome. He did things right. He did that which was right in the sight of God. He loved God, he wanted to please God. Now when he got a little bit older, you know the story, he made some mistakes, 
He did some foolish things. When, when he was young, he had a life full of promise. He had strength. He was godly. It, it, he was a creative builder and a, a mighty warrior. But pride would creep into his life in his older age. And because God always resists the proud, God would turn his back on Uzziah. And Uzziah's fall would be great. And he would become a leper and he would ultimately die. It was just, just like a Hollywood movie script, really, if you, if you look at it. But today, I, I don't want to talk about Uzziah's fall. I don't want to talk about Uzziah's demise. I want to talk about when Uzziah was on his game. I want to talk about when Uzziah was at the peak of his life's success. When pride wasn't in the picture and God was first in his life. And when that was the case, Uzziah was an awesome man of God and God blessed him. And there's something here today that I believe can inspire us and help us to be the spiritual successes that God desires you and I to be. The thing that Uzziah did in his younger days that was so impressive is that Uzziah built towers. Uzziah built towers. When he was doing the right thing in his life, he built towers. When things were where they needed to be in his life, he dug wells. When things were right, the Bible says he loved the soil. And he did these things because he wasn't just satisfied with where he was in life, he wanted to grow. He wanted to mature, he wanted to do better, he wanted to please God. He desired to be everything that God wanted him to be. I wanna tell you today that if you and I are not aspiring to be everything that God wants us to be, then we're not pleasing God. <clears throat> if we're not aspiring to be everything that God desires us to be, we're not pleasing him. You cannot please God if you don't have faith. But it's what you do with that faith that determines whether or not God is going to be pleased with us. And Uzziah wanted God to be pleased with him. And so the Bible says that he built towers. Why, why would you do that? That seems like, you know, if I had some spare time on my hands, I don't know that I'd be building towers, right? Why build towers? Because a tower is a testimony of what God can do. Think about that. Uzziah built these towers when he was in a good place with God, when he was on the mountaintop of life, when he was feeling blessed and feeling loved and enjoying the favor of the Lord. He built these towers during the good times as a testimony and a reminder of God's power and God's strength for us. I want to tell you today that a tower represents three things. There's three things that a tower represents. Number one, the tower represents vision. Everybody say vision. Tower represents vision because you can see things from the tower better than you can see things from the ground. It's true. What you cannot see at ground level, if you go up into the tower and climb up into the tower, you can get a better view and a better understanding from the higher vantage point of that tower. And so a tower represents vision. It represents vision. The second thing a tower represents is it represents provision. Everybody say provision. 
provision. In those times and in those days, towers were used like silos are today to store food and to store grain, if you will. They would build these towers to store up choice reserves so that when times got hard, they would have a place to run to for resources. The tower represented provision. The third thing that the tower represented was protection. Everybody say protection. Protection. The tower represented protection because when an enemy would come in like a flood and try to attack, you could run up into the tower and you could find safety there. You could climb into that tower and you could have the high ground on your adversary and you could give yourself a fighting chance to win the fight. So a tower represents vision, it represents provision, and it represents protection. And Uzziah, even as a young man, understood that when things are going well and when I'm in a good place, I need to take the time to build some towers. I want you and I to know today that it is vital to our spiritual lives and to our spiritual future that we take some time to construct some spiritual towers in our life. Oh, you may not know it right now, but there will come a time when you need a refuge to run to. Yeah, there will be a season in your life when you'll need access to a higher vantage point and you'll need some extra resources. I know things are good right now. I know everything's going the way they ought to right now. But if you live long enough, there will come a time when you need to protect yourself from an adversary that's trying to sift you as wheat and devour you. And where will you go if you do not have any towers in your life? Mm. The strategy for Uzziah was this, I'm going to build towers, but I'm not just going to build them randomly, I'm going to build them in strategic locations. And I want to examine, if I could today, these towers in strategic locations. The first tower that Uzziah built was at the location called the corner gate. Everybody say the corner gate the corner gate. Now, I don't know a lot about building houses, but I understand that when you build a house or when you build any building for that matter, one of the most important areas to focus on is the corners. The corners need to be strong. They need to have good support. They need to be able to withstand a lot. In fact, it's crucial to the foundation of the structure that the corners be strong. When you, watch, when you watch on the TV and you see the tornado damage or you see the hurricane damage, usually there's no, nothing left of those buildings and yet sometimes you notice that what is standing of the building is usually the corner of the building. You ever notice that? It's true. I mean, most of the rest of the thing can be demolished and gone, but, but there's that corner. The, the corner stands when nothing else will stand. Why the corners? How did the corner survive when every other part of the house did not? How did the corner stand when all the other pieces around it crumbled? It happens because the structure was stronger at the corners. Our Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the chief corner stone. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's the cornerstone that the builder rejected. In other words, his own people said, mm, no, we, we can't build on that. And they rejected him. But we understand today that Christ is the solid rock. And he is a firm foundation. And I've come to tell somebody this morning, if you're going to build some towers in your life, then you bet the best place that you can start to do that is to start in the corners with Jesus Christ as your chief cornerstone. Let me tell you, I get it. We're not shouting right now, but this will save you on Wednesday. This will save you on a Thursday when you need a tower to run to in your life. I'm trying to help you. You've got to start in the corners with Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Some of us are trying to figure out why the storm took out the house trying to explain why the tornado destroyed everything, why we, we can't seem to figure how the floods came in. And I gotta ask you today, what did your cornerstone look like? Were your towers strong at the corner gate? Because if every other place in your house isn't tied to the chief corner, it's if the framing and the studs and the sheetrock don't somehow connect to Jesus Christ, uh, the solid rock, then when the winds blow and when the storms come, you're liable to find yourself on sinking sand. If you're gonna build something that is successful, if you're gonna build something that is lasting, if you're gonna build some towers in your life, you need to start at the corner gate. You need to start with your relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to make certain that your calling and your election is sure. You need to make sure that you're seeking him and pleasing him. See, when you're living for God, you have to determine where the corners of your life are going to be. Uh, you'd be shocked at the people that don't know where the corners are. It's true. You, you'd be surprised at how many people never factor Jesus into the equation of their decisions. Mm. They, they didn't consult with him. They, they don't consider his word. They don't give any thought to his commandments. They don't, they don't ever think about his kingdom or what he might want out of their life. They just kind of do what they do and live how they live. And then they wonder why their lives turned out so messed up. Yeah. They, they, they can't figure it out. They, they wonder, they can't figure out to, to, you know, where they are. It doesn't make sense. I, I can't figure it all out. Pastor, the Lord must have turned his back on me. No, you, you just didn't build a tower at the corner gate. Because if you had, you'd have had a different thought. You would have thought about it a little bit differently. You, you would have consulted the word of God. You would, have, you would have asked the Lord what he thought. Yeah, a different perspective. Things might have turned out differently. That's why it is imperative, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, that we establish the corners early and often. Establish them early, fortify them often. Can everybody say amen? Yes. Mm. amen? Teach it to your children. Yeah. 
What are we doing? What, 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 what brother and sister Purdy and their team back in kids ministry, what are they doing today? They're fortifying the corners. Yeah. Why, why do I come to Wednesday night Bible study, Brother Sizemore? Because you need to fortify the corners. Yeah. Why do I come to prayer meeting? Why, why, do I, why do I come and pray with my brothers and sisters? We're fortifying the corners. We're building a tower in the corners of our life so that when, when, when life gets difficult and when the winds blow and when the winds come and the waves go, that we won't be blown around with every wind of doctrine and we won't be blown over and we won't lose everything. We've got to have a tower in the corner gate. The second place, the Uzziah built a tower. He built a tower at the corner gate, but then the Bible says that he also built a tower at the valley gate. Everybody say the valley gate. Mm. The valley gate is where my emotions try to rule and get the best of me. Oh, we know the valley. The valley is always indicative of the low times. Yeah. It was the psalmist David who painted the picture for us when he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's my mental aspect. It's how I think. And, and because the enemy of my soul, Satan, is looking for my weak spots in life, because he's looking to attack me at the weak spots, he's looking for the vulnerable areas of my life, he often finds possibility over at the valley gate. Yeah, it's, it's the low time, it's the dark hour. He loves to attack me at my weakest point. I gotta tell you, depression, oppression, anxiety, these all seem to be the weapons of the hour. Yeah, it's true. They seem to be the weapons of the hour. If he can get us in a low place mentally, if he can catch us in a vulnerable area emotionally, then he loves to attack that and hopelessness results and people begin to look for ways to escape that valley. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and there are so many negative choices and voices around us today that we've got to learn to build some towers at the valley gate. I'm gonna tell you when it comes to the valley, you gotta build a tower. And you don't build the tower while you're in the valley. You build the tower when you're on the mountain. You don't build the tower when you're in the low place. You build the tower when you're going through a good place. You build the tower when you're thinking clearly, when you're on top of things, because when you get into that valley, you're gonna need a place to run to. You're gonna need some vision. You're gonna need some provision. You're gonna need some protection. Well, Pastor Sizemore, I don't ever plan on going through any valleys in my life. <laughs> oh, honey. Mm. Have I got a word for you? Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, it takes two valleys to make one mountain. You gotta hear me, you live long enough and you are going to go through some valley times. Things are gonna get difficult, things are gonna get challenging, you will go through the valley of the shadow of death. 
And if you haven't been through a valley yet, honey, just keep living and keep walking and keep doing what you're doing because everybody goes through the valley at some point in their life. I told somebody not long ago, some of you have heard me say this, everybody needs three good people in your life. You need a good doctor, you need a good pastor, and you need a good mental health professional. Don't walk out on me. You need a, some of y'all need a good accountant too, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Some of y'all might need a good lawyer too, look out. Help me Jesus. You, you need a good doctor, you need a good pastor, and you need a good mental health professional. And by the way, your pastor is not your mental health professional. Is that all right? That's free. But because we're a three-part being, right? We're body, we're soul, we're spirit. We need people and resources that can address those three entities in our lives. Your doctor addresses your physical body. Your pastor is going to address the soul, the thing that lives forever. But your mental health professional is going to help you to address what's going on between your ears. Your, 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 your soul, your emotions, your intellect, all of those things, how you process information. Why, why would I, we've got to be healthy in those areas. What am I doing when I do that? I'm building a tower in the valley gate. And if you don't have a tower in the valley gate, then you're not going to make it. Listen, God told Joseph in Genesis, he said, Joseph, there's a famine coming. And there's going to be seven really good years. And then those are going to be followed by seven lean years for Egypt of famine. He said, you know what you need to do, Joseph? While things are good and while you're going through the good times, you need to build some towers and you need to fill them with provision. Joseph didn't wait till the famine hit to build the tower to put the grain in. He built the tower during the seven years of plenty. And he built that tower and he stored away choice provisions for, for, for the people. God literally gave him a vision for provision and protection. He said, Joseph, you need to build some towers over at the valley gate so that when the low time comes, you will be able to survive. You need a tower there to serve as a testimony to you that the Lord is your shepherd that the Lord does make you to lie down in green pastures, that he does lead you beside still waters, that he does restore your soul. You don't have to fear any evil, why? Because I built a tower there in the valley and his rod and his staff, they do comfort me. He is preparing a table before me in the presence of mine enemies and you can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But you only get to know that if you build a tower in the valley that you can run to when things get hard. A tower that I can hide in and that I can come out of when it's all over. Mm. Let me say something to somebody today. If you're going through a valley in your life today, you need to make sure you have a tower to run to. Mmm. Mmm. So we built a tower at the corners. 
and he built a tower in the valley gate. The third place that Uzziah built a tower was he built a tower at the angles of the wall. The angles of of the wall. This is interesting to me because we're not talking about the corners here, okay? We're talking about the angles of the wall. In other words, he built a tower at the blind spots. You know, the, the angles of the wall where I can't see what's coming around the corner. This tower represents the changes of life. The unexpected seasons that we didn't know we were going to have to endure. The places where I might not be as experienced. You know, the angles of the wall. I want you to hear me today. I've seen families that were strong in the corners. And they were strong in the valley, but it was the unexpected that knocked them out. I've seen it. They were strong in the corners. They, they were strong in the valley, but it's what they didn't expect. It, it's what they couldn't see coming that knocked them out. Pastor, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I never expected for this to happen. Those are the angles of life. And Uzziah says you need to have a tower at the angles of life's wall because you never know what life is going to throw at you at the angles. You need to have a plan. You need to have a contingency. If this happens, then this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to prepare myself. You know, I I, I teach Financial Peace University. (laughs) Some of you know what that is and some of y'all just need that. That's all, you know. I I teach Financial Peace and we we call it in Financial Peace University, we call it uh, having an emergency fund. You've heard of that having a little something set aside for emergencies because it's not a matter of if they'll happen, it's just a matter of when, right? It's an angle of life. It might be a sickness. It might be a job loss. It might be a family crisis. It might just be a societal change or a new season of life or a new station of life. But when things catch me by surprise, and they will catch me by surprise, when life catches me off guard and I'm at an angle in the wall where I can't see my way clear, I'm going to be glad that I had a plan to build a tower. I'm going to be glad that I had a tower at the angle of the wall. I'm going to be grateful that I put away some provision. I'm going to be glad that I built a tower there. Ladies and gentlemen, we must learn how to manage change without changing our outlook on God. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. You, You'd be shocked. We see it all the time as pastors. We see people that come in and they're living for God and they're shouting on Sunday and everything seems to be great. But then one one little surprise from life and it throws them right off track. Well, I haven't seen brother and sister so-and-so for months and it's because there was was an angle at the wall that, that surprised them, that got them. And Uzziah helps us to understand that you can sustain the surprises of life if you've built a tower at the angle of the wall. We gotta learn how to, how to manage change in our lives without it changing our outlook on, 
on God. How do I handle the unexpected and still do what God expects of me? The last tower, and I'm, I'm moving toward a close today. The last tower that Uzziah built, the fourth tower, was he built a tower in the corners, he built a tower at the valley gate, he built a tower here at the angles of the wall, but finally Uzziah built a tower in the desert. Mm. In the desert place. The desert place is that place where it seems that God is nowhere to be found. You ever been in a place like that? Yeah. It seems like you can't find God, you can't hear from God, you can't seem to feel God's presence. It's, it's just a dry desert place. I know that pastor preached about Job last Sunday, but Job could relate to that. Job loved God. He was, he was as faithful a man to God as ever was upon the earth in those days. One day Job is feeling love and loved and blessed and He's talking with the Lord and then the next day all hell is broken loose in Job's life. And for 36 long chapters in the Bible, God quits speaking to Job. Job didn't hear the voice of the Lord for 30, I don't know how long in time that was, but it was a long time. Job is losing everything. His body and his health is failing him. People are telling him to just curse God and die. And Job finds himself in a desert place. But Job, like Uzziah, had built a tower in the desert place. He had already made up his mind and made up in his heart that it didn't matter if God went silent, I'm going to keep on loving him anyway. It doesn't matter if God's not speaking to me, I'm gonna serve him anyway. He's been too good to me. I may be struggling where I am, but God knows. And that's what Job said. God, he said, God knows the way that I take. And when I come forth, I will come forth as pure gold. Oh, Brother Sizemore, my family won't behave and yet God knows I'm gonna keep on serving him. Mm. My job is in jeopardy, but God knows I'm gonna keep on giving. My health is in decline, but God knows I'm gonna keep on believing. I'm in a dry place. I, I can't seem to feel anything. I've lost my direction, but God knows the way that I take. This week, my wife went to a flea market. That's dangerous at my house. She bought me a little plaque, a little plaque there, and it, it was a replica of the old songbook, Brother Dave, and it, 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 it was nice in a little stand, a little placard, and it said page, I don't know, 30 or 40, but the song that was on that placard, it was the lyrics from the songbook, and the song was, it is well in my soul. It is well in my soul. It is well, it is well in my soul. Oh, come on, you know the words. 
Let's sing it again. It is well in my soul. It is well. It is well in my soul. Oh, I may not be well in my mind, but it is well in my soul. And it may not be well in my body right now, but it is well in my soul. And it may not be well in my marriage right now, but it is well in my soul. It may not be well in my family, but it is well in my soul. It may not be well on my job, but it is well in my soul. Because I built a tower. I built a tower at the desert place. And it We need to build some towers in the desert places. Oh, you need to have some resolve in your spirit that says, I'm gonna keep on keeping on. I'm gonna keep on being faithful. I'm gonna keep on going to church. I'm gonna keep on praying. I'm gonna keep on worshiping because it is well. Solomon said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run into to be safe. Some of you are here today and you're in one of life's corners. Maybe you're in one of life's valleys. Maybe you're trying to navigate a blind spot or maybe you're in a desert place. You're desperately looking for a tower to run to. Let me invite you today to run to Jesus. Let me invite you today to run to that strong tower. Let me invite you today to find a place where you can get some vision and you can get some provision and you can get some protection. There is a tower that is waiting on you. I want your every head bow and eye closed right now. It's time to make some declarations. It's time to have a plan in your life. It's time to lay some groundwork for a desired future. I don't care if you're 16 or you're 96, it's never too early or too late to start building towers. So I wonder today, are there any tower builders in the house? Is there anybody here that says, Brother Sizemore, I need some towers in my life. Uh, I need a tower in the corner gate. Uh, I need a tower in the valley gate. Uh, I need a tower over at the angle of the wall. I need a tower in the desert place. Come on, we're getting ready to sing today. And I wonder who might be willing to come and say, I need to run to a tower today. I need to build a tower in my life. Come on, it can be well in your soul. It can be well in your soul. It can be well in your soul today. Come on, we're singing. Who's gonna come? Who's gonna come and say, God, I'm running to you. God, I need a tower in my life. God, I need a refuge in my life. God, I need you in my life. Let's sing today. Come on, come and lift your hands. Come on, come and lift your hands. Oh, hallelujah.